The following program may contain coarse language, violence, nudity, mature subject matter, or scenes which may not be suitable for all viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, where it's Bring Your Pet to Work Day. And uh, here in studio, I've got two of our three little girls. We have Nikita in studio with us and Lola in studio. And uh, I can't believe they're actually behaving today. Hey, must be a lucky day somewhere. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is Betsy Lewis. And we've had the pleasure of having Betsy on the show before. She is an author, internationally renowned psychic medium. And um, she's done many things, but we're going to be talking to Betsy tonight about her new book. It's out called Mystic Revelations of 13, The Key to Earth's Destiny. And uh, Betsy Lewis, welcome back to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. Great to be back on your show again. Tell me about uh, your book, Mystic Revelations of 13. Well, it's about so many strange synchronicities with the number 13, Mm -hmm. and I'm really into numerology, so last year was 2013, and let me tell you, there were so many strange things about 2013 that was just amazing, and one of those things is, of course, Pope Francis. Um, He was Mm -hmm. elected on March 13th of 2013, which totals the number 13. And of course, he at the time was 76 years old. So that totals 13. Mm -hmm. And there are so many strange things about this Pope that he is connected to 13. I think he should be called Pope 13. Pope 13. There's a new one. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Why do you think the number 13 played such a significant role in the year 2013? Well, I believe that numbers have power, and 
what's really interesting is Greek philosopher and mathematician mm -hmm. Pythagoras, who he believed that numbers rule all things, and he believed numbers had souls and held magical powers. And I think, you know, the Vatican, I think, you know, the Illuminati, they have always dealt with numbers, certain numbers, mm -hmm. 11, 7, uh, master numbers, 22, uh, 33, and of course, 13 is one of those power numbers. But isn't number 13 associated with bad luck? It is. And it's also, in some countries, it's good luck. Mm -hmm. Well, for example, you had the 12 apostles and Jesus. There's number 13. You've got a right. baker's dozen, right. which is number 13. Right. King Arthur had 12 knights, and yeah. he would have been the 13th. There's 12 major constellations in relation to the sun, so the sun makes the 13th. And we could go on and on. There's yeah. 13 major joints in the body. There's 13 lunar cycles in a solar year. The moon travels 13 degrees across the sky every day. So. My goodness. I know. Do, do you think this was just a coincidence that the number 13 played such a significant role? Or do you think there's more to it? And how will the number 13 play in our destiny? I think that we have something major coming up, and I have had recurring dreams about this since I was seven years old, about major, major earth changes. But I think we have a lot of things that are coming down so fast, accelerating so fast that, you know, there's just something going on. You know, our world mm -hmm. is, is just changing. We're, we're seeing Ebola break out. We're seeing wars. Um, Israel and Gaza um, and Ukraine and, of course, North Korea is threatening. We've got all kinds of things going on. And we're hearing these strange booms all around the world. Uh, there is, you know, just weird earthquakes in places that usually don't get earthquakes. Uh, we're seeing animals um, dying in mass, uh, sea creatures washing up on shores and doing strange things. Uh, there's been sinkholes forming all over the planet. Something is happening, and I think we're being warned, and we have been warned for a long time. Is it that something is happening, or because of the speed of technology and the amount of data that we're ingesting each and every day, that all this information that was there before is just just hitting the airwaves and, and uh, you know, just, just flooding us with all these horrifying things that are actually happening on what Mother Nature might consider as a, you know, a normal day in the day of Mother Nature. You know, I, I think right now with the planet, we are out of balance. Humanity is out of balance. The earth is out of balance. And until we learn to honor and respect Mother Earth, mm -hmm. it's going to continue to be out of balance. Everything is going to be out of balance. But there's, I think there's much more going on. I think our earth is getting ready to shift. And even indigenous people, like people up in Alaska, the Eskimos, mm -hmm. have noticed in the last two years that something strange is going on with our sun. It doesn't set in the same place. The stars don't seem to be in the right position. Betsy, and we've got people. to take a commercial break. Please stand okay. by. Betsy Lewis is our guest this hour, www.betsylewis.com. And we're talking to Betsy about her book, Mystic Revelations of 13, The Key to Earth's Destiny. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the X-Zone radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. disease that you would like to alleviate through a natural means? Have you been contacted by angels, ghosts, or even extraterrestrials and want to validate these experiences? Or would you simply like to speak with someone who can help you find your life's purpose? I'm Dr. Joseph Mara, and I'm offering my services free of charge for first-time clients contacting me during the month of April. These free consultations include angel card readings, guided meditations, life coaching, and energy healing. If you have always wanted to explore these types of experiences but were skeptical or simply could not afford them, then take advantage of this free special offer. Contact me through my website, aguidinglight, spelled L-I-T-E, dot com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter. Betsy Lewis is my guest this hour, ExoNation, www.betsylewis.com. We're talking about Betsy's book entitled Mystic Revelations of 13, The Key to Earth's Destiny. Uh, Before we go any further, where exactly can our listeners get a copy of your book? On Amazon, excuse me, or on any of the internet bookstores, it's available. Okay. Ebook and softcover. Super. Um, We were talking about... The, the strange things that are occurring around the world and you were you were telling us before we went to the commercial break even about the Eskimos in Alaska are noticing that the the sun is not setting in the its usual place what what can we do if these changes are already 
in play? What can we do as, as humans to either stop it or change it from becoming a catastrophic event? Well, I've always believed that we can alter timelines, that the that our time and our space is fluid and we can control things. We can dream a new world into being. The indigenous people have talked about that for eons, that we can dream a new world into being. But, you know, we have to come together in mass to create a new world. And we have to start, you know, respecting mother earth and we're not doing that we haven't done that in a long time you know we're destroying our environment Mm -hmm. our waters are being destroyed and you know there's just i could go on and on you know our oceans are dying so we have to realize that mother earth is a living organism is she is alive everything is alive everything has a vibration and that's something we've forgotten but the indigenous people know that and they teach that if we you know we just need to you know i i think we're so caught up in our modern world of technology that we've forgotten that everything is alive around us what do you think, Rob? Well, I, I think there's more to it than that. I, I, I would love to have a simple solution, wave a magic wand, and have all the problems of the earth settled like so many other people would. But the reality of it is we can't. It's going to take a lot of hard work. And no disrespect to the indigenous people, but you know what? When it comes to saving things, just prayer and wishing and hoping is not going to work. I really you don't, don't think so? No, man. Really? I really think so. I really don't think that... That the world out there is, let's hold hands, sing Kumbaya, and all the problems are going to be solved. I really don't think so. You look back throughout history, it hasn't worked like that. Well, let me throw something in there for you. Um, You know, just when 9-11 occurred, the attack on the World Trade Center, Mm -hmm. what's really interesting, there were two... Uh, satellites, weather satellites, they were orbiting Earth. Uh, It was GOES-8 and uh, I think the other one is called GOES-10. And what's really interesting is that um, several days after 9-11 attack, there was a huge spike in the stress waves. And they believe that was caused by human emotion on the Earth's geomagnetic field. I mean, it was just huge. So, you know, mm-hmm. human emotion, you know, we, we have so much energy. I think we, you know, can create all kinds of things. I think we, in mass, we can change things. I think, you know, just like Apollo 13, it looked like they were doomed. Uh, you know, the astronauts are doomed and people around the world came together in prayer. But it, was, and, it wasn't the people around the world that, that actually figured out how to get them back to earth it was it was the engineers it was the engineers and the astronauts themselves so how can we why do we give all the credit (laughs) to places where it doesn't belong instead of saying it was the three astronauts it was the people at nasa who well they did of course they did so how do do we say it was a series of of maybe coincidences that the one astronaut they thought he had the measles he didn't and if he had gone up there um I mean, they probably would have been doomed, maybe, you know, who knows, but he was the one that really helped them, you know, pull everything together and get them back again. So, uh, you know, Apollo 13, of course, they left at 13, 13 uh, central time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There was so many things that could have been doomed, but it turned into a lucky number for them. So, okay, let me ask you this. 
Sure. If, if, and I'm and I'm using this word if in a big way here. If humans have the ability to change things through thought, prayer, and dreams, how come we haven't done it until now? How come the world is in such a mess? How come there's global warming? How come there's hunger? How come there's wars? I mean, how, okay. Congress can't even get along, can they? They can't agree on anything. Yeah, we're, not, because, we're not talking pol- politics here. We're talking... No, we're talking about everybody. Nobody agrees on anything, Rob. Does anybody agree on anything now? Well, of course not. We are so disconnected. You know, nobody can agree on anything. But, what, but, once, but once again, and... once again, throughout history, <laughs> you've seen the same well, thing. This is nothing unusual for this planet or the species no, on here. No, it's not. So how how can no. we think, being rational people, that it's going to change? My goodness, you can't even have a peace accord between Hamas and Israel. Well, maybe that's why we have to have these earth changes, that we're here at this time to experience all these things until we learn how to come together, to honor each other, to stop the wars, to, you know, stop the environmental Mm -hmm. disasters. Maybe the earth has to do her thing, and maybe that's our lesson. You know, there's been conflicts throughout time. Crusades, World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, uh, Afghanistan, and the list goes yes. on and on and on. Yes. So what's going to change? Hopefully we will, Rob. Hopefully we will. And Maybe do- we'll awaken. You know, I, I want to think positive. I don't want to think it's all doom and gloom because, but, you know, the, there's the only- 7 million people on this planet right now. And if we continue the way we're going, you know, we will be doomed. <laughs> You know, I, I think in order to make anything work to the betterment or to make a positive effect on what you're doing, you have to look back in time. You have to look at history. You have to look at the doom and the gloom to understand what went wrong. And in all scenarios, you've got greed, you've got religion, and you've got politics are the three reasons why people on this planet cannot get along. Now, there's no way we're going to solve the the problem of religion. That's not going to happen. No. You know, greed maybe. Maybe. I'm not going to put I'm not going to put any money on that one. And politics, that's the only way we can really start to make any positive change is the the scenario when it comes to politics, whether it be municipal, state, or federal, people have to take the power back. People have to say, it's not I the person, it's we the people. They can make the changes, but for some unknown reason, people have given up the power. They've given up their power. They'll sit back, they'll complain, they'll bitch, they'll, they'll do whatever they can except the one thing that they should be doing, and that's taking positive action. Well, I don't know about, they do complain. They complain all over the internet. They attack people all the time. It's horrible, you know, Rob. Maybe we're just so negative about everybody and everything that we're creating our own little 
bubble underneath here. We're in our own dome and creating yeah. the whole atmosphere of everything that's happening right now. You know, the internet, in my opinion, is the biggest septic tank that man has ever made because it's full I'll of crap. Agree. It's full of crap. It is. You've got You're right. You've got people abusing it left, right, and center. And, and you've got these morons, for lack of better words, who go on all these social network sites saying, I'm driving in my car now. I'm going to work. Do you think <laughs> I cares? really give a damn? Right. Or a guy takes a, a, a selfie of himself driving to work. Well, excuse me, shouldn't you be watching the road instead of taking pictures of yourself? It's no different than the guy who shaves or the lady who puts her makeup on while driving at 60, 70 miles an hour anymore. Right. The yeah, world is going to hell in a handbasket. I'll I be the agree. first one to admit that. However, however, I don't think just by wishing and hoping change is going to be made. I think that the people are going to have to band together, decide what they want to do, and take positive steps in making it happen. So you don't believe in the power of prayer or intention or visualization or any of that, that positive thinking? You just don't believe in it, huh? I, I don't believe in black magic either. I don't believe in... In fairies, I don't believe in Santa Claus. I don't believe in the bunny in the Easter rabbit. I don't believe in the Sandman or the Tooth Fairy. I believe oh. in fact. How about aliens? Nope, don't believe in them at all. You don't? No. Oh, <laughs> well, I've had a lot of experiences, and I, I think that um, they came to visit the children of Fatima of Portugal in May 13th of 1917. And I know they, it was supposed to have been the Virgin Mary that visited these children, but everything indicated from the booms, the clouds, the, the orb that came floating in from the east that would go depart to the east mm -hmm. of the sun that seemed to fall from the sky, but was described as a plate of silver with a sharp edge that happened on October 13th at solar noon. I mean, there's just too many strange things. And I, you know, people have been taking photos for years mm -hmm. of UFOs. I know some of them are hoaxed, absolutely. I'd say I'd say 99.9999999 are hoaxed. Oh, no, not that many. Oh, yeah. Let me, tell, let me ask you this, then. If UFOs and aliens are real, like the only aliens I think are real are the ones that cross the border illegally, why then... Haven't they just made themselves known to everyone? Why just a select few? Would you want to make yourself known to this planet? Why not? Why not? <laughs> if, you, if you're giving certain people the ability to see you, and by them not being able to prove the existence to the masses, they're made to look rather silly, I would want to say, I'm here. Look at me. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Well, some say the crop circles are telling us that they're here. And I know some of them are hoaxed, uh -huh. absolutely, but not all of them. So you and I have yeah, to take our we, news we've break. we got something going on out there. And yeah. all these orbs that people are seeing out in the sky, these huge balls of light that are mm. orange and yellow lately. There's, wow. And there have been some incredible things out, out there. All right, Betsy, stand by. We've got to take a commercial break and the news. Betsy Lewis is our guest, www.betsylewis.com. 
We'll be back on the other side of this break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell, and I would like to tell you about a very special lady that I have the pleasure of knowing, and that's Miss Sylvia Anthony. Sylvia Anthony believes the golden years are a time to gear up and get busy, not relax and take it easy. She has faced many hardships in her 84 years, but they have made her stronger and more determined. As founder and president of Sylvia's Haven, a shelter for women and their children near Boston, Sylvia has helped transform over 1,086 lives in the past 27 years, not only with housing, but also providing direction as to where they can go to develop the earning skills they want and need to live free from difficult domestic situations. Sylvia's Haven is everything to Sylvia Anthony, even calling it her magnificent obsession. Women who qualify for the program at Sylvia's Haven receive assistance via guidance counselors to find the appropriate job opportunity. Women and their children may remain at the housing for up to two years. At the end of this time, or sooner, a woman who is successfully employed and has an apartment or home may leave Sylvia's Haven to begin a new and independent life. Now this is where you come in to help make Sylvia's dream into a reality. Sylvia's dream is to have a Sylvia's Haven in every state to help as many women and their children as she can and to help this dream come true. A crowdfunding site has been established which can be accessed at www.sylviasdream.org. Now that's www.sylviasdream.org. With your financial help and support, Sylvia Anthony will continue to help those in their time of need, not only in the Boston area, but with her dream of having a Sylvia's Haven in every state of the United States. Your help is needed to make Sylvia's dream come true. Please visit and give at www.sylviasdream.org. Once again, www.sylviasdream.org. And remember, the only difference between a dream and reality is just doing it. We need your help to make Sylvia's dream come true. Visit www.sylviasdream.org. Once again, www.sylviasdream.org. For the Exxon Radio TV show and the X Chronicles newspaper, I am Rob McConnell. The following program may contain coarse language, violence, nudity, mature subject matter, or scenes which may not be suitable for all viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. 
Welcome back, everyone. Betsy Lewis is our guest. Her website is www.betsylewis.com. Betsy, why can't anyone provide concrete evidence, physical evidence, to all the claims that are being made about the the paranormal, UFOs, ghosts, uh, crop circles, conspiracy theories, cover-ups? How come there's never any tangible evidence? Well, there is somewhat for UFOs. There's been scorch marks. People have been marked. Betty and Barney Hill had marks on them when they came back from their encounter and abduction in 1961. And there's been other mm-hmm. markings, you know, on the ground and, you know, radiation marks. So, you know, there are things that, um, you know, there's <clears throat> the case of, um, I can't think of the the woman Betty and her her uh, children that were traveling on a Texas road, and they there was a UFO, and it may have been military, mm-hmm. but they were so badly burned from radiation burns that they, I guess Betty the the mother died of cancer, and you know they tried to find out from the military, but of course nobody would say anything, but. You know, there there have been things, there have been physical marks. My parents um, and I, when I was eight months old, we were traveling in Idaho and had a UFO experience. We didn't see anything, but we lost two hours in time, according to what my parents had told me or my uncle told me. And it was a horrendous noise that came out out of nowhere it shook the car and my parents pulled over jumped out there was nothing there and that was the story they had always told me on this lonely road and then my uncle in 1980 said did they tell you the story and I said yes they did he said did they tell you they couldn't account for two hours and I said no (laughs) well highway hypnosis is no is well known to travelers where you can actually be driving down the highway and not remember point A to point B. And we know that that uh, the medical community and neuroscience is actually telling us that what happens is one part of the brain takes over while the other part of the brain is working on something else. Well, see, my father always knew when they were attending the University of Moscow, Idaho, and they were driving to Twin Falls, Mm -hmm. which is about an eight-hour drive. And my father always knew what time they would get in, you know, what time he was leaving. He was spot on Mm -hmm. about that. And so when he didn't get there, you know, we didn't arrive in time to visit my family, my grandparents and aunts and uncles. They were worried that they were in a car accident. They were missing two hours in time. So I I think yep. that's proof, isn't it? Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yes. The the missing time of two hours, was that collaborated with by any other member of your family, or was it just your uncle? Well, it was just my uncle. My parents didn't recall that, which is kind of interesting. But he recalled it so vividly. And, of course, mm-hmm. my grandparents were already deceased, so I couldn't ask them about it. But there was a horrendous noise that came out of nowhere, shook the car. They said it was so frightening. They thought a plane was going to crash on them. But yet when they got out, Mm -hmm. at the time they got out, there was nothing in the sky, nothing to explain what this horrendous noise was that shook them. So what was it that made you interested in synchronicity, you know, psychic phenomena, UFOs, aliens, 
What was it that catapulted your interest in this? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I have always believed in it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Since I was very young, I just had all these supernatural things happen. Um, my mother said I had invisible playmates, which I described when I was mm-hmm. three years old. Most I, kids do, yeah. at age eight, saw my grandfather's spirit. After he had passed away, he stood by my bed and scared me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had so many premonitions. I have been saved by invisible hands so many times. So the supernatural is really the most natural thing in the world for me. Saved by invisible hands so many times. Give us some examples. Well, um, the first event mm-hmm. was I had I was in the first grade and I stopped at a store to get some penny candy and I bought one of those big hard jawbreakers and oh, I yeah. put it in my mouth, got on my bike and started and I swallowed it. Ooh. I was choking to death. And suddenly I felt someone slapped me on the back and I just, you know, the jawbreaker came loose and I didn't see anybody around. There was no one there to explain that. Wow. Good thing yeah. you that whoever was, was there. Yes. And yeah. the next event was um, there had been a big snow storm and there was a lot of snow piled up on the side of the road and one day I decided to go out and build a snow cave. I didn't tell my mother where I was. It was probably several feet high and I dug in and the whole thing, it was wet snow and it collapsed on me and I couldn't move. I was paralyzed and I knew I was going to die and suddenly I felt I was lifted up from the snow bank and out of there before I knew it, someone had saved my life. So, you know, there's been asthma attacks. I, you know, I was in a plane that should have gone down during an ice storm, a single engine plane. There's been so many things, Rob. I feel so blessed. Maybe I've used up all my nine lives. I don't know. You were a handful as a kid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my goodness. I know. My goodness. So where do you think the world is heading? You know, like if the world is going to be changing, the only way that I can see Mother Earth or Father Earth, whoever the heck it is, changing it is is I have to look at it as a medical problem, which means you have to get rid of the virus. You have to get rid of the germs. You have to get rid of the irritants. And in that case, it's us. We the people. Humans. I think Earth is going to go through a huge transformation. I think mm-hmm. we're getting the warnings now, right now with all the sinkholes and the strange noises that are going on. I think that's all the Earth movement and, and the Earth is being stretched in all the fault lines. So when the air above, you know, when it starts stretching the air above, the area mm-hmm. is actually slapping together, causing these booms that are being heard all over the world right now. We are being warned that something's going to happen with our planet. And I think, you know, all these things are going to happen, but I think eventually there will be a new world. There will be a better world. It may take 100 years or more for it to heal with the radiation we've put into it, Fukushima, you know, (laughs) all the horrible things that we've done to the Earth. It's Mm -hmm. going to take a lot of healing for Mother Earth, but 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 she's going to go through changes, and we'll be back. 
But know, radiation. We'll be back, Rob. We'll be back. Radiation takes a lot longer than a hundred years. Well, it takes thousands of years. Yeah, yeah right. You know, so uh, when we're talking about a hundred years, I I kind of think that that whatever's going to happen is going to happen. A lot of people believe in in destiny that this has all been planned ahead. And my question to them is always, why was it planned to fail? Can you answer that? No, I can't answer that. <laughs> Rob, I can't answer mm. that at all. You know, I, I don't have all the answers. I wish I did. I, you know, I yeah. really want all the answers. You know, I keep asking, you know, give me the answers, but I don't. I, you know, I, I well, wish I did. I, I know that you wrote a book called Communicating with the Other Side, True Experiences yes. of a Psychic Medium. Yes. Those on the other side, do they have any idea of what? What is in store for us? I think they do. I've had a lot of communication with my sister lately Mm -hmm. in the last year and a half. She has been very active in our house lately. And my husband has witnessed it. Believe me, my cat has been scared once. um, he, He just raised up, you know, his hair and was, you know just hissing at something in the hallway we've had our radio turn off she has turned off a fan she gave us a little happy face um i even got a video of what looks like a spirit image which is now on youtube and i believe that was her but um yeah she's she's been pretty amazing (laughs) gave me a dream and and told me that my uh, great-grandson was going to be born be- a month before he was going to be born. So she's been pretty active. And, you know, they're there. I think they're around mm-hmm. us all the time. They communicate with us. You know, sometimes they give us little subtle messages that they're here. And we just don't want to believe that what we're receiving is really, you know, from them. But let me tell you, <laughs> my sister is not subtle. <laughs> She was always kind of a practical joker, and she still is. So, so why do you think your sister is coming back? Uh, well, it, it's the first event, like I said, was a dream that mm-hmm. she told me. Um, it was July 9th of last year, and she told me in the dream that it was my birthday, and she was having a surprise birthday party for me, and it was so real so vivid i just knew that she was communicating with me and you know i kept arguing with her that it wasn't my birthday and and a few hours later i got a call from my daughter saying my granddaughter gave birth to a little boy and he wasn't due until august so i knew that was her but then during the holidays thanksgiving uh, she started turning off the radio and just all these weird things were happening and and i wasn't even thinking about writing a book about all my strange experiences through the years and and my communications from the other side and and I, you know I felt that that's what she was telling me but she's still been around it's not as much as she has during the holidays but there's still been little things that she's been doing pretty amazing when Betsy Lewis was a little girl what did she want to be when she grew up Oh, Rob, that's that's a good one. Um, well, I I was kind of looked at as kind of a kook. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I in grade school, I was looking for UFOs and trying to levitate pencils with 
my mind. Um, my mom and I would, she's very psychic and could astral project and we could, you know, communicate telepathically with each other. And we would do little games where, you know, she would have me guess the suit of a, the cards, uh, the color mm-hmm. of playing cards. And so, you know, I don't know. I just had, I just wanted to know everything I could about the universe and what made it tick and, and what was on the other side and if there were aliens. And <laughs> do, you, do you believe in, in reincarnation? Absolutely. Absolutely. I do. You know, I have had kind of little snippets of past lives, but my mm-hmm. mother remembered a past life in China that she actually was a worker that worked on the Great Wall of China and she remembered being that she died and she was actually buried inside the wall and I didn't know that she didn't know that at the time that there were laborers that were mm-hmm. actually buried inside the Great Wall yeah there were yeah yeah I, I understand that you inherited the gift of prophecy from your mom. I did. I think I did. Absolutely. Yeah, she was just amazing. She could astral project. Like I said, people, mm-hmm. uh, when we moved to L.A., people would say that they saw her in Idaho and they'd carry on a conversation. And she would tell them, no, I wasn't there. I was still in L.A. So she could do that. She was just amazing. And, of course, just uh, before she died she came to me and actually put her hand on mine i had a vision of her putting her hand on mine just before she died and i knew that she was telling me goodbye it was pretty amazing so there's just you know maybe you haven't had those kind of things happen to you rob but but i have and i just can't deny it that it's true and factual and it it exists and maybe men are more left brain they're more practical pragmatic and you know they're skeptical but women maybe have more of an intuitive side that men don't i know a lot of men do but not all men <laughs> why well, i was asking about uh, the the gift of prophecy what are some of the prophecies that you foretell well, some of the things I have foreseen um a lot of things were dreams symbolic um Robert Kennedy's death before he died, I was assassinated. I had a dream of a gypsy who held my hand, and with her finger, her sharp nails, she drew this cross on the palm of my hand, which started bleeding. And I had no idea what that meant until, you know, Robert Kennedy was assassinated. And I, we lived uh, just a, a couple of blocks from the Ambassador Hotel at the time. And how, how, had, how could you associate ahead. with that dream of a cross on your hand? How, how do you make the – what's the bridge between, between that dream and the assassination of Robert Kennedy? Well, being a Catholic, I think that was probably what I was being shown, that someone would die like a martyr or uh, there would – someone would die, though, that was associated with – um, a, a Catholic. Uh, I would think that's what the cross would mean. See, a lot of my dreams are symbolic that I, I don't understand, and some are totally, you know, what's going to happen, like earthquakes. Mm-hmm. I dream of earthquakes, and I'm warned of earthquakes before they happen. Well, stand by, Betsy. We've got to take our final break. Exo Nation, okay. Betsy Lewis is our guest this hour. Visit her website, www.betsylewis.com. 
I'll be back on the other side of this break with Betsy as we continue and wrap up for this hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm broadcast around the world on the X-Zone Broadcast Network and our growing family of radio stations and satellite program providers. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. new extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag, Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com and author signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.whentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone. My name is Rob McConnell. By the way, the new X-Zone store is now open. It's got some great artwork there. T-shirts, hats, other wearing apparel. We even have clothes for your dog. That's right, because after all, we're a dog-friendly show over here. In fact, I've got two of my three girls right here in the studio with me. It's dog day here at Realmar. All the people who work here brought in their pet dogs. Mine do. Samantha in uh, 
and create a broader iguana. Not a little one. Must be about three feet long. Visit the X-Zone store, www.thexzonestore.com. Betsy Lewis is our guest. First of all, Betsy, thanks for joining us. Always great talking to you. Oh, thank you, Rob. Great talking to you, too. You're, you're great to talk to. Oh, thanks, uh, I really honey. enjoy your shows. Well, you know what? Um, I, I've been doing this for 23 years now. Wow. 23 years. And when I first started this show, everything was... People were saying it's the aliens that were controlling things. Then it slipped over to the angels were controlling Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And then it slipped over to those on the other side were actually helping certain people on this side. And now it's gone back to aliens. So if you've got somebody who is just coming to you for for a reading mm-hmm. how do you explain what is going on in the world based on what they may perceive is the paranormal connection and as i was saying you know is it aliens is it angels is it uh is it uh those on the other side or is it a combination of all I think it's the whole works, Rob. I really do. I think there are so many dimensional beings out there and so many dimensions out there that we have no idea. It's like an onion. There's so many layers to our world. There's parallel worlds. Um, I believe that the past, present, and future are happening at the same time. And I believe in time travel. I always have. I don't Mm -hmm. know why, but I do. And I I believe that there are, are time slips that are happening. I think timelines can be changed change and I, I think eventually um, I think our military's been working on time travel for a long time. I think that's going to be happening in the next few years here. Yeah you know you yourself have you done any time traveling? Um, no, but I did some remote viewing. <laughs> I think I was at JPL. This was like in the late 70s where I was viewing Mars with these scientists and Mm. these other people that were in this room. It was so real and they're patting themselves on the back for what they were seeing and they were seeing three-sided pyramids up there. There was a ramp and something that looked like ram's horns up there. There was a lot of weird things on Mars that I was viewing. Wow. And I have no way of confirming that but um it was pretty real betsy i want to thank you so much for joining us again well, take care you. of yourself an exonation if you'd like to uh, contact betsy for a one-on-one consultation or if you'd like to find out anything about her books or about betsy she's got a great website at www.betsylewis.com that's www.betsylewis.com I'll be back on the other side of this news break at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, the X-Zone store is open at www.thexzonestore.com. You can find out all about our merchandise. You can find out how to get the Realmar Multimedia app for your Apple or your Android or your let me see, um, Kindle, Kindle Fire, right? There we go. 
I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exome from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'll be back at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour. Don't go away. <laughs> 